Hello everyone, welcome to Chat Club. I'm your host, Alan Helchi. And remember, there's only one rule in Chat Club. Everybody talks about Chat Club. I just wanted to talk a little bit before this episode gets started. I've been working a lot lately in the last month, uh, including some overtime at the border in the New Brunswick in Canada. So basically, I've been there to maintain safety and security, but also tracking people in case there was an outbreak so we can quickly diagnose the area and try to minimize the COVID-19. So that's basically what I've been doing my last few months. I know I put a podcast about correcting the truth and corrections, which I hope everyone understands. So another thing I want to talk about is I want to shout out to the California people uh, in the California area. They've started to listen to my podcast this month. There's about over 300 downloads from California people. And I just want to thank you very much for the support. And I hope it's everything that you anticipated more. So I do also have a website. Please check out my website at www.chatclubpodcast.ca has a lot about myself, the passion, why I do this. Kind of give a little brief description. Mostly it has a resource page with some information for different things, for mental health challenges, and some aid and some information. I also have a sponsor page and just uh, social media so people can get in contact with me. If they have any questions or they just want to give me a pat on the back, I really appreciate any positive feedback. If you have negative stuff, try to make it nice and, you know, I, I think you can do this better or whatnot. I'm not going to be upset because people not like my podcast. I'm just being mindful of who you're talking to and how you're explaining yourself and just different things like that. So now back to my episode. This episode is going to be number 21. The episode is on self-care. So the reason why I picked this topic is because personally I've been neglecting myself in self-care since I've been working the border because I've really enjoyed the atmosphere of the people that I've been around and I've kind of forgotten to take care of myself, which is basically I've been run down and heat exhaustion, etc. Because it is in the summer when we're doing this and we have a vest on, work, uh, you know, steel toe boots, we have a uniform. It's not easy. It's very, very hot. Uh, not a very easy job, a pretty high demand. I enjoy it because it's a little different. Um, talking to people, and most people have been, frankly, quite nice to me, and I've been pretty appreciative of that. And we've had some people, but, you know, they'll probably show I have 1% that have been negative towards us and don't understand what we're doing, but that, that's fine. People are entitled to their opinions, and I don't take it personal. So we're going to jump into the self-care now. Self-care is a terminology that people, it gets thrown around a lot, self-care, at this day, like what it is and what it isn't. And of course, on the consumer side, they're saying take an expensive vacation or go to the spas, go do this for self-care, take really good care of yourself. So I'm going to throw a really cool question at you. I don't think it's cool. but Here's a question. Do you take care of yourself? Most people are going to say, of course I do, or absolutely do. Yes, I do every day. Another question, if I reworded it a little differently, would be, how do you take care of yourself? So this is where it gets people. They get a little confused. It becomes more complicated for them to express what self-care is to them. So really, self-care is a very defined definition of different things that you need to take care of yourself. So when people start looking at the true definition of self-care, they start to realize that self-care is not about pampering. It's about a healthy, balanced life, your lifestyle. Try to make it more balanced so you're preventing illness and mental health challenges, etc. So self-care could mean that you admit that you cannot heal alone or cannot do this alone. So you may come to a resolution that say, hey, I do need some help. I'm going to accept it. So that's a lot with self-care too. So I found this wonderful site on the internet that I've really enjoyed. There's pillars, there's different things on it, but nobody really wants to get into pillars. They want to talk about the key elements to self-care and what they are. 
So the key areas that I've seen on this site, which I really enjoy, and it's called Simple Minded Life. Uh, it has seven areas of self-care, which I think are pretty valid and pretty important when I go into the things and read the different well websites and they talk about pillars and they talk about different things and I've read a lot of stuff on it. But this one here, it seems to, I seem to like it more because it bases on different things. So there's seven key areas to help with self-care and it's one of the better ways to improve your mental health and focus on improving self-care routines. So when we look at it, the first one is self-care, the physical self-care. And it's one of the broadest areas, um, simply taking a break, visiting the spa to improve your health. There's different things, but you may find self-care as being selfish or superficial, improving your appearance, spending time taking care of yourself, whether it's through the salon, some women get their eyelashes, their nails done, and different things. And I think that's fantastic because that's bringing up your self-esteem and helping you feel good about yourself. And there's nothing wrong with feeling good about yourself. Some people think it's uh, superficial and you're being, you know, arrogant or you're being, you know, thinking you're better. And I don't even think that's about that. I personally don't think it's about that. I think it's about feeling good about yourself. So the physical self-care has a lot to do with improving your health. You know, it doesn't mean you have to dislike yourself or not to be confident to begin with. And I'm a bigger dude myself and I'm carrying probably 80 pounds or 60 pounds more than when I was younger. And I'm actively working on that now. So when I've done this podcast, I have to go to the gym. And that's the thing I need to do to self-care on myself. And basically, when we, it simply means that you're providing your body with some fuel, uh, rest, and additional care that you need to feel your best. So when you're getting the physical part of the care, so when your body feels good, your mind feels good. And that makes sense, right? So overall, when your body is functioning properly, you're getting the quality rest, your mental health can improve naturally, and dramatic and at the end of the day your life could be very stressful on your body especially with the COVID-19 so splurge it for new face cream and stuff and go for a walk but just make sure that you put your body first just make sure you know what you're putting in your uh, body you know treat yourself once in a while but don't do it consistently because it's going to make your body feel better so assessing your physical health care so if you're unsure about your physical care or you're starting to feel a little run down physically, mentally, which I was, you should reassess your schedule. So my schedule was I was working too much. So this time here, I've kind of backed down on the, so this week I only worked four days and I have four days off. Now coming off a six day stretch where I worked too much, my first two days I kind of lounged around and was really tired and I took a lot of rest and self care. Didn't go to the gym because I didn't want to wear myself out. Today, I'm ready for that gym. So, big biggest thing is, are you eating a healthy, balanced diet? Are you getting enough sleep each night? Are you exercising regularly? How is your overall health? So, including in this self-care is probably going to the doctor, checking them to make sure your blood pressure is good, and different things like that. You have to be proactive on your health because I've witnessed a few people close to me some co-workers that have passed away recently that are around my age and it really opened my eyes a bit i'm like whoa let's reset the gauge here let's get going here let's take care of ourselves because basically you're trying it's like smoking right in a correlation it takes your body that many years to get yourself back healthy so it's going to take you some time so don't get frustrated if you're going to the gym and you don't see the results right away. It's going to take a little bit of time. Sometimes you're going to see it right away and sometimes you're not. But make sure that you, you know, enlighten the positive things you did. Like, okay, you went for a 10-minute walk this week. The next week you went 12 and then 14 and then 15 and then 16. So make sure you break your positives and make sure that you do that. So... Improving your overall physical self-care, just make sure that you know some areas are, you, know, you need to improve on. And here's some steps I think that might help you. 
take a break. If you feel like you're getting wore out, take a break. Go for a walk. Get exercise after school, work, or other routines. Work on your sleep schedules. Now, there's there's melatonin and different things like that that you can use. But make sure that you use the you talk to your doctor about that. Because it might conflict with some current medication that you're on or different stuff like that. You know, be proactive in being going to the doctor to see what they recommend in correlation with how you're feeling because they're the experts on it. And you talk to your pharmacists and, and different stuff like that. Do your research. So you need to add healthy options to your diet. So fruit, vegetables, uh, you know, eating the salad that you don't want to eat. But, you know, I currently like um, kale. I got it introduced to me and I just like pistachios. I just figured out I liked them a couple of years ago. So just try different things and maybe you'll get something that you actually like. So actually really take your lunch break, a vacation day or a mental health day. Make sure that you do take them because it's important for your mental health along with your physical. Because if your head's not right, your body's going to say, hey, you know, slow it down. And they're going to really tell you, your body's going to let you know when you're wore down. Because I, I guarantee it, it's not a good feeling, folks. So number two, we get into the emotional self-care. Now, the emotional self-care is your, you know, you want to clearly control what your emotions are when needed. It's important to give yourself time to feel. So when you get into this emotional self-care, there's a lot of things like expressing your emotions and using unhealthy coping mechanisms to deal with emotions. It's something else you need to be working on. If you lash out in anger, uh, over rant, through, you know, over vent on sadness, or you, you're going to need to find more productive coping mechanisms that are definitely more productive. So learning to deal with uncomfortable emotions is a healthy way, like dealing it, basically learning to deal with uncomfortable situations in a healthy way is the key to managing your emotional self-care. So basically you need to find activities that are going to make you healthy mentally. So your emotional self-care, like I know from the border, I needed to take a break because people were talking to me and I was getting angry about subjects I never get angry about. And I'm stepping back and I'm thinking about, well, why am I mad? Why am I mad because he said this something? Or talked about the border and how we're, you know, we don't get enough breaks or something. Why was that stressing me out and getting me upset? Because I wasn't in an emotional self-care and my body physically and emotionally was tired. So I needed to take time off and I worked too much. And I did that last month. I worked seven days in a row and then I worked six days in a row and then I'd have a few days off and that's, I'm running my body down. It makes no sense, even though I enjoy the job. So make sure you're handling your emotions properly. And you may want to ask yourself a few questions in a session of mental health. So here's some questions that you may want to ask. When is the last time you did an activity that made you feel happy? So you have to think about that. What did you do to make yourself recharged, uh, confident, and that sort of thing? What 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 type of activity was it? Uh, what do you process your varying emotions in a healthy way? Do you, I should say, do you process your varying emotions in a healthy way? So you have to think about, you have to ask questions to, have to ask questions to seek the answers. And once you realize, okay, can do better on this and that's what you can do so improving your emotional self-care so if you find yourself struggling with emotional health or you want to do better to improve your life in this area there's some activities that may help you improve in the self-care emotional area allow your emotions to feel allow yourself to feel the emotions whether it's to do another individual or on your own Join a group, join a club, sports group, and spend time with like-minded individuals. There's various groups that you can join. I know I've joined the Wings of Change, which is my fourth podcast. A couple individuals, very positive. They feed, feed off each other. It's like negativity feeds off negativity. 
if you're around positive people, you're going to feed off their positive energy. So you want to have like-minded individuals that are being positive because you're going to feed off that. And that's what your body needs. Develop friendships that are supportive individuals that are there to listen. Keep a journal and write down positive things along with negative thoughts. Document your feelings. So if you have a negative situation and this is what triggered it. Remember we talked about triggers in one of my episodes. So trigger a negative response. Find out what the trigger is and find how you can not hit that trigger. And find ways to alleviate off the negative path. Then when you hit your positive things that you hit. Like what triggers your positive emotions. Then you find that trigger and focus on the triggers that make it more positive. So if it gets overwhelming and stuff like that, there's nothing wrong with a therapist or have life coaches. Life coaches are good. Life coaches uh, is going to be one of my episodes I'm going to focus on here. I know a couple individuals do that as, as a business and I'm going to have a say with them about what it's about. And So stay tuned. It's going to be another podcast down the road, hopefully in another month. So I'm going to focus on that. But therapists, there's life coaches, there's you know, different therapists that can help with different things. Life coaches are to, they're driven around goals and, and, and getting yourself structured and routines and finding different things. So make sure you self-regulate yourself and self-assess yourself regularly on your emotions. It's very important because if you can control your emotions, you can control what kind of day you have. If you're very emotional, Find the triggers that make you too emotional and try to steer away. If there's a poor individual that gets you upset and every time they come in, you just walk away. And then they're going to start asking you why. Is because you, and, and be honest with them, you, you bring too much negative energy. I want you to focus on, you know, talking some positive stuff. If they ask, if they don't, then just stay away. You don't need that type of thing. So, number three is social or relational self-care these two areas can be divided but are extremely close and hand-in-hand according to the site they both improve your socialization and your overall social health through self-care so the social self-care involves friends and acquaintances and rational self-care is rational self-care not relational it is relational my (laughs) bad so it's, it's just to get your close connection to around you that is extremely important to you, to your well-being. But can <clears throat> hard work is, is ongoing with your life, right? So you have to find the social connections. You're, you're maybe uh, an aunt and uncle that's good to you. You know, you focus on them. Uh, have them in your life. While there isn't a certain amount of time you can dedicate to these relationships, it's important that you're taking time and energy to put forth towards them. So they can't be doing all the uh, instigating or initiating or following or, hey, let's go get a coffee or let's go get a movie. This is the type of thing that you have to take upon yourself. So you want to keep strong relationships in your significant others, parents, children, your spouse while taking time to make visits with you know friends or acquaintances that you you get along with good they will eventually become friends having both the strong core family and a group can help you get through the unexpected hardships in your life and over can improve overall your mental health wellness your mental health is important if you can get this into there and get it to a point where if you need to, you have a friend and you're having a subject that you're not good with with your spouse and you have a friend, then, you know, you need different points that you come back into. Everybody has a specialized area that you fall back on for friends. Like some are good relationships, some are good with other things, and some are good with work-related and, and different things. So assessing your social and rational self-care. Well, spending time with your family daily you may not be truly working on the relationships, but it's important to assess your self-care regularly to see if you need improvements. Some are like how nurturing you are with your relationships with friends and family. Um, do you take time to play games? Do you 
Do you take time to talk to them and say, how was your day today? When was the last time you spent time with your family and friends? So did you sit down and just sit for five minutes or did you say, all right, let's have a coffee, let's have a chat? That sort of thing or do a game or go golfing, um, mini golf, ice creams, just different things where you spend time and you actually have some dialogue. Are you getting face-to-face time with friends? Not face-to-face on the iPhone. We're talking in person, face-to-face. So have you had that? Um, Have you spent alone time with your significant other recently, your spouse? Because that becomes very important, vital to relationships to have that time with yourself that you don't have your kids or your family around a lot. So that's that's also important to make sure that you maybe have a date night or, or some kind of sitting down or watching a movie or just sitting down having a coffee and how's your work going, uh, what's stressing you, just different things like that. It's It's important. So improving your social and rational self-care. To maintain the healthy, supportive relationships, you also want to put forth an effort into improving the connect- these connections. Some self-care <clears throat> you can do to improve these relationships are put your partner, significant other, your children, your parents, and friends and family first in life. So put them first instead of so- like selfish things like, I'm going golfing today because I'm doing it. And sometimes you will need that, but do you really need it at that time or should you put more? You know what you got to do and when you got to do it. And you know sometimes the hardest thing to do is the right thing. So make sure that you focus on that. Go to that birthday party or wedding or graduation or that family reunion or the event you're invited to. It's important that you make some kind of social connection even if it's some things that you're not so keen on. At least make an appearance to be there. Biggest thing is stop working late. Unless it's absolutely necessary necessary, and you need to do it, don't make work your focus. Because soon you're going to start losing your connections, your social connections with your family and spouse and, and, and other things. Because they're not going to take time for you if you don't take time for them. Simple fact is, that's what it comes down to. Why should they make an effort if they're thinking if you're not going to make the effort? Uh, try to avoid bringing home work try to avoid it leave it at the office if you can sometimes it's hard because you need to finish up stuff but just make sure it's around a time where nobody's doing anything or anything is going on so make sure that you do it around that time like maybe later at night uh, when the kids are in bed or uh, your wife's going to go for a coffee with someone they'll give you an opportunity to do it but just make sure that it doesn't take away from the the connections that you need to make at that time. Call a friend that you haven't spoke to in a while. That's a good one. I haven't done that in a while myself. So I should heed the advice here. Make plans with your friends and actually keep them. So if you make a solid plan, just follow through. Don't have a lame excuse that, oh, I don't feel like it or whatever. If you plan something, do it. Unless it's an emergency or something's happening at home that could be a little snaky. Who knows? So... Join a local group, sporting team, book club, or a meetup. Meet up to connect with new friends. Um, and, and that's good. I mean, that also goes to correlation with the emotional care. Like, make sure that you find the friends, and you may find that friend at a group or whatever. So you never know. So number four is psychological self-care. So psychological self-care is, you know, <clears throat> this may involve lowering your responsibilities Telling friends no instead of taking extra work on or mental or just taking a mental break when needed. So the combination, you know, this is where you need to know your limits. And the self-care, you need to know limits. So make sure you know your limits that you're not overwhelming yourself to please someone. And some people are manipulative and, well, you know, you know, go on. Well, I got this to do and this to do and my family. Well, you know what? So don't you. And you have priorities in your life too. So don't take anybody's extra work on. Unless they they have done it for you in the past. And it's kind of a thing where you go back and forth and you help out each other. That's fantastic. So overall you want to improve your psychological self-care. 
by filling your mind with things that influence you positively and improve your well-being. Learning things that fascinate you. Avoid things that add extra unneeded stress. Huh. That's a lot in the world. Most importantly, be compassionate to yourself. Don't be hard on yourself. Be compassionate. If you need that psychological break, you just do it. So, of course, you want to ensure that all areas of your self-care routine are being met. This means that you should assess your current psychological state to see if there's anything that you can improve. Some questions you'll ask yourself. Um, are you proactively doing things to stay mentally healthy? Are you challenging yourself mentally? Are you taking enough time to do stimulating activities such as reading, you know, just doing things like even a Sudoku puzzle or a crossword, uh, even doing puzzles, putting them together, just kind of gives you a little bit of break and focusing on one task. Even coloring, I've seen adults do coloring. It's very, seems like a childish thing, but it, you know what, it helps. I've seen it helps a lot of people. I've seen it in my line of work where people color and it kind of brings down their stress. So you do what you need to do to bring down your stress. Are you taking too too many unnecessary activities and adding stress or fatigue, uh, mental fatigue. So this basically means that you're taking too much on, you know, you're going to book club, you're playing softball, uh, you're doing a parents group and you're doing another group and you only have so many hours in the day. So you have to make sure that you have a schedule and a routine so you're not overdoing it. So ways to improve your mental health. So there's a lot of activities that can improve your overall mental health. Trying should be trying to intellectually engage in activities that regularly stimulate you. Make more time for relaxation, such as music, a walk, just sitting outside looking at the stars, just having a drink of water or whatnot. Engage in hobbies outside of work, such as painting, visit, visit a museum, read a book, complete a puzzle, so Sudoku puzzle, crossword, Anything like that, you can do that. Take a step away from work or unwanted responsibilities. Sometimes we need to do that to focus and, you know, reassess and re-engage, that sort of thing. Engage with friends and family regularly. Stop feeling bad about saying no to activities. Uh, if you don't feel like you're wore down from work and you're saying, oh, we need you for softball. You know what? There's 15 other people. So you're always the one that goes there and always the one that's always there. Sometimes you need to take a break. So take that break. Learn to say no. Number five, spiritual self-care. Now this is a real tricky one because this is, everybody has different ideas of religion or uh, their spirituality or whatever. So whether you believe in God, Allah, Buddha, universe, another higher power or no higher power at all. You believe in Scientology, you know. It doesn't mean you have to go to church regularly, uh, regularly or study religious works or praying all the time. Uh, spiritual care can be a lot of different things depending on your feelings and your outlook and your morals and your ethics. So while attending some church can be a great way to, for many to practice self-spirituality, self-care, it's not the only way that you can do things. You may choose to get in touch with your inner human spirit and soul to find what truly matters to you. So there's a lot of little different things like for spirituality. There's yoga, chi, there's reiki. That's another podcast I'm going to be working on. I have a wonderful person. I will be getting the reiki performed on me. Anyway, I'll talk about this more at the end of the podcast. Um, just making sure that you're, you know, you could be meditating, developing a mind mindfulness practice. Even journaling can be, you know, talking about your spirituality and different stuff like that. It doesn't have to be related. It can be just your energy. There's an energy uh, when you talk about your positive spirit. and So your self-spiritual self-care involves anything that nurtures your spirit. Allows you to think of things that are bigger than yourself. Imagine that. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be that God or, or whatever religion... Allah, Buddha, or anything like that. It can be just about your inner self and feeling positive. And there's an energy that you can get from that. Assessing your spiritual self-care. Anyone can 
benefit from assessing their own, his or her spiritual health. Just believing in a higher power doesn't mean you're fully practicing spiritual self-care. Some of the questions you need to, or you can ask, I shouldn't say should, but you can ask, are you engaging in spiritual practices? Are you doing the best to contribute to the cause you care about? Are you taking time to reflect on what matters to you? So, I mean, what's spiritual? I mean, you can do helping out, uh, volunteering in a soup kitchen. That can help your spirit. Like that in a spiritual way makes you feel good. Feeds your soul. I've heard people say that numerous times when they do charities. There's a lady that I have in my community that assesses a lot of, and does a lot of the communities. And an expression she always says, it feeds my soul. Feeds my soul. So, I mean, that's a great analogy of it, I think, myself. Feeds your soul and makes you feel good about what you're doing. So, improving your spiritual self-care. So, I mean, there's different ways you can do this. You can, you know, visit a local church, uh, mosque, temple, or another holy or sacred place. That's to you. And, and this is just ways that can help. I don't think you have. I'm not telling you to do it, but there's are options that you can so I'm not here to preach any religion or anything like that. It's what makes you feel good. Engaging on reflective practices like his yoga, meditation, prayer. Reflect on like-minded friends or colleagues. So maybe you have friends that are interested in the same religion or interested in the same spirituality or different things. Maybe yoga. You know, just sitting around laughing and, and, and just having good times. That's, that feeds your soul. Learning about nonprofit or causes that interest you in the community. And these are different things that you can improve uh, to a set point. So, I'm going to number six professional self care. In today's world, it's practically necessary for you to work at least part time in the world and many to work more than full time hours. As we all know, um, we need money to provide our necessities such as electricity, food, shelter, run a car, put our children into sports or activities or anything that we want. Uh, besides the necessities, we need to work. So it can put a strain on your daily life and, and this can be absolutely stressful. However, for those that do not love or even like their job, this is one of, one of the hardest things you can do. To get up every day and say, oh, I'm going to go to work. And everybody's been there. Everybody's had the same notion. Everybody's been like, oh, gosh, I'm going to go to work today. But you do it. And you get through the day. And sometimes it's painful. Sometimes, geez, why was I so upset this morning? I had a really good day. So that's why journaling is important. Or uh, putting a memory block that, you know, this is what I did to have a good day. It's even how you react or interact with people sometimes that makes your day a little better. So practicing self-care, even in at the workplace, can improve your daily life there. So it's important to have a work balance and a life balance. And it should typically reduce your stress and when it becomes your career and your job and your life. So assessing your professional self-care so here's some questions that can hopefully improve. Are you happy with your career choices? Do you dread going to work every day? Are you working to better your current career situation? Like, are you working for other goals to use this as a stepping stone? Or are you using this to be better uh, down the long run? Can you see yourself five years down the road in promotions or having a better job or getting better at your job or really liking your job I mean I've been 21 years at my job there's times where I've questioned myself my uh, work in corrections I mean youth I mean absolutely there's not a day or an hour that I haven't thought about that my assessing my professional self-care absolutely one of the hardest jobs I've ever done but one of the most rewarding jobs so it's a love-hate relationship one month you're like loving it the next month you're hating it and I think that maybe could be like for every job. But anyway, that's from my experience. So another one, are you taking too much responsibility on at work that you need to? That's a question you can ask yourself. 
Are you taking time to spend with your family and friends? Or are you spending too much time at your work? These are the questions you need to ask yourself when you're trying to improve your professional self-care. So if you answered no to all above questions, it's time for you to take time to assess your professional <clears throat> professional self-care. So basically, how are you going to do this? So there's there's some things here on the website, like attend to professional development programs. Do programs to help yourself get better. Um, management or your bosses do take notice when you go to these extra things or do stuff on your own time or take an extra class and you start coming up like and tell them that you're doing it yeah i decided i'm going to take an extra business course i'm going to you know get a little better i mean that might say oh so maybe this person does want to go somewhere so i didn't really know they wanted to go anywhere but here they are putting time into do extra programs and go to seminars and do different things to get more information or you know other looks or different experiences into their job I want a person like that, and most bosses do want that. Be strict with your boundaries between yourself and other staff members, clients, and students. So you have boundaries. Um, at my work, it's my space boundaries. That's my my inner space, like my two-foot bubble. I want my bubble. Now it's a little more. It's a one-meter bubble or two meters, whatever COVID dictates in every uh, every building. It's all different wearing mask and different stuff like that i mean if i have to wear a mask i wear a mask i do what's needed um and, and i think whatever i'm wearing a mask it's it's your choice because at the end of the day are you protecting your loved ones or your pride so those are the questions you have to and i'm not going to debate with it because everybody has the right to have their own opinion on what they want to do in life and i'm not here to preach i'm here to help so putting applications in for new jobs, attending university, uh, train to get to the career you want. And that's what I was talking about earlier. Um, take a little feed. Maybe it's not the career you want, but slowly do it over a two-year or three-year period to get yourself a degree. I know some people have uh, done online social work and eventually three, down, three years down the road, they get their degree and bang, they're doing social work exactly what they wanted. Another thing is make sure you use your vacation time. You need to refresh your body. You need to, you know, get yourself in a good frame of mind. Spend time with colleagues and get to know your peers. So this is a good one because sometimes you think that somebody's being sarcastic or anything like that. And that could be their humor. But the more you get to know them, the more you get to know why they say certain things. Or maybe they find you sarcastic so they respond to you that way. So it's spending time with colleagues and get to know your peers in your workplace could be something that you should do just to get an understanding of how they tick and what things not to say and what's hurtful to them and, and understand them. Working your way up by reading professional journals, consulting with experienced colleagues and furthering your education. Um, taking experience from your coworkers that have been there in, in the workforce for, for a long time they could give you other ways. They could give you hints and say, you know what? Why don't you try this? I never tried this and I wish I had. And those different things. You can talk to your coworkers that are experienced because they can tell you what, what they went through in their experiences. And maybe you can find a better solution for yourself or maybe the, the way they went is what you wanted. So at the end of the day, you know, communication is a key thing too. And when your professional self-care is communication is a huge one. Because you have to communicate with yourself to understand what you need and what you what you need to work on. Plus, it's also good to get your message across and not in a hurtful manner or a rude manner. So it's all in how, it's all in the details and how you say your message. So that's the biggest thing. Number seven is safety and security of self care. So when we're talking about this, we're talking you work digitally. Diligently, I should say diligently, to protect yourself from health insurance, car insurance. You need this type of stuff. You need a reliable vehicle. These are things that you need for safety and security. It's also important to take steps to live a full, fulfilling life, yet a safe life. 
So when we get into making sure that, you know, you don't overspend, take care of your finances, so and you make sure you have life insurance in case something happens that your family's taken care of, these are, you know, you don't want to get into the, the negative Nelly. Like, you want to live your life without excessive fear and do not, you know, and do your best to extend life by avoiding, you know, known hazards and negative behaviors like alcohol and drinking that you have to be aware of those negative behaviors because that's not going to prolong your health, uh, drugs or anything like that. So you have to be careful and you have to make sure that you're going to safety and security and then you have to think about other people too. So assessing your safety and security, self-care, you can assess your safety and security, self-care by taking, just asking some questions are you taking the precautions when it comes to your health? This could be eating. This could be activities that you do. Like if you're doing skydiving on a regular basis, maybe that's not an activity that you should be doing all the time or rock climbing or something like that. Or if it is, well, try to take your try to be safe with it. Do you have the proper insurance or plan should something happen to you, your partner, or your family? So this is what I talked about a little earlier. Make sure your insurance is tuned to what you need. Uh, term insurance is the coverage. And then they have different insurances. And sometimes they try to upsell you because they make commissions. So research, research, talk to other people, see what they get. There aren't insurance agents. And hopefully you'll get the best advice from that. Are you financially secure? Are you working to become financially secure? I would Yes, that this would be more, you know, have a paycheck at least in your pay, your bank, don't have all your credit cards jacked up to the limit. Make sure that your credit score is good in case there's an emergency, in case you lose your job. Um, financially secure is getting that full-time job with a pension, uh, paying into RSPs and that stuff. I would think that's what I would think that's what it would be. Are you having a routine wellness checks? So, just some of the questions you're going to ask. Improving your safety, insecurity, and self-care. So you can improve your safety and security, self-care by beginning to work on to improve in areas where you need to improve. Improving these areas often involves putting your own needs first and taking care of your own health, which the self-care above are all... These are all seem to be all interlaced to me. So you need to take control of your health and your finances. Even those who are not in the best place financially can do their best to improve their health. Some, ste some steps you can take are seeking low or lower cost health care if you don't currently have it. Work on to improve your financial situation. Seek better employment, further your education, save extra funds and, and being responsible for funds in case of emergency. Talked about the nest egg, have a nest egg. They say at least a paycheck in your savings account and try to keep it separate or you don't touch it. I know of other people that have paid off credit cards and they put it in a frozen cup and leave it in the freezer. I've heard of that. I heard that's pretty good and then you bring it out when you really, really need it because you really need it if you're going to look for it, especially when it's frozen and a cup of water or whatnot. Stop smoking, lower intake, lower alcohol intake, seek help with substance abuse. These are things that are going to help your family and yourself. Make healthier diet choices. So don't eat takeout all the time, change it up. Try to treat yourself once a week, but don't make it a, it's easy to go cook a pizza, it's easy to do that. I do it, everybody does it. But try to reduce the need for it. So, I know there's a lot of people that work uh, at work, and they also work in the gym, and they do a lot of, one day on Sunday, they'll cook a bunch of chicken, and they'll do a bunch of Tuffleware plates that they have food, so when they come home and they don't want to cook, they just grab one of those, nuke it, there's your meal. So, I mean, you can do something like that. So, these are some of the self-care i know there's pillars and different things like that these are the ones i really enjoy because i thought that it went into different active things as far as self-care you know getting into the different kinds of self-care and i think it 
gave a good illustration of what you need to do. So physical, emotional, social, psychological, spiritual, professional, safety, and security. So I thought these were pretty darn good. So to summarize, self-care is not selfish, self-indulgent, expensive, sign of weakness, something to feel guilty about. Self-care is self-preservation, self-love, self-compassion, a necessity, fluid, and it's ever-changing, intentional, rejuvenating, nourishment, an act of giving yourself permission to do self-care. So I really hope that you enjoyed this um, episode. Uh, I really enjoy talking about it because I could correlate a lot of things from my life. And I'm like, I don't do that. I don't do this. I don't do... And I'm sitting there. I'm like, whoa. I wish somebody would have... And sometimes you need a reminder or a jolt or a wake-up call. So... That kind of ends my conclusion here as far as the self-care. It's important to take care of yourself in many facets of life. Whether it's having a coffee with your grandmother or your grandfather. Spending time with people you don't see money off of. Sometimes you just need somebody to tell you, you know, take care of yourself. Self- self-care is okay. Self-care is what you need. So... Thank you very much for listening. Now, my upcoming upcoming episodes, I'm going to talk about going to talk to somebody that does Reiki, and I'm actually going to get it done on myself. And it's about a positive positive energy. Uh, it's supposed to help with your spirituality and your mental health challenges, and it's supposed to help with a lot of things. So I'm going to try to I have somebody that's going to do this. I'm going to talk about my experiences about it, and I'm also going to interview her on why she get into it and the different practices. So quite excited about this podcast because I always like the interviews and everybody's telling me that they enjoy the interviews the most. So and it might give you an in-look uh, onto something that you would like to do or try if I did it or anybody can do it sort of thing. So I really appreciate all my listeners in California. Shout out to you again. Now my website is www podcast uh, ca. check it out i have a facebook page called chat club give it a like if you like it uh post some stuff if you want initiation of conversations i appreciate anybody that wants to say something or something i'm not doing this podcast is for other people it's not for me it does help me um it does help me because i get to um validate my feelings through the podcast at times which I enjoy enjoy talking to everybody and have an impact on people's lives I've had a lot of people come back to me that have shared it and this person went back to the person that shared it to them and they said this exact how did you know I needed that that's exactly what I needed so I appreciate everyone I appreciate people and I'm trying to self-care myself because I've been a little angry lately and I need to chill a bit. So anyway, I thank you very much for listening. This is Alan Hilchey and this is Chat Club. And remember, there's only one rule in Chat Club. Everybody talks about Chat Club. And I'm going to talk to you really soon. Thank you.